Apple presents events at the Apple Store. All right, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome this evening's guest moderator, Edward Douglas, associate editor at comingsoon.net. You probably haven't seen this movie yet. It's called Fort Bliss. It's a, it's a great movie for Michelle. It's one of her, probably one of her better performances, I mean, as far as just really strong role, which, you know, she's in every scene. Has a very, it's a very interesting character. Um, we, can see, we can see the trailer first, and then we can talk about it afterwards, and we'll introduce Michelle. your kid every day you try to make me cry id id i heard about what you did out there if he pulls through it's because of you maggie welcome back where's paul it's been 15 months since you've been gone that's a lifetime for a little kid hey buddy it's me it's mommy he's not my mommy Hey, he wants nothing to do with me. You just have to be patient, sweetheart. Were you patient? No. How does it feel? Be back second time around. It's always an adjustment, sir. The army's in about holding hands, passing out tissues. Are you telling me how to do my job? We're gonna start over, okay? My name's Maggie. You like trucks? Wow. <laughs> Little truck, big truck. Are you there? He looks like you. Today was your son. He is. Ready? Yeah. How about the floor? You don't think it's trying too hard? No. Cheers. Cheers. I re-enlisted. Why would you do that? Because I'm good at my job. What happened? We were patrolling, then we heard this explosion. I just got word from battalion. They moved up deployment. Sir? We ship out in 60 days. So what? So Afghanistan? I don't have a choice. You had a choice, and you made it. Because you'll fight for your country, but you won't fight for your son. Sometimes I think Paul would have been better off if I hadn't come back. All I know is you're one hell of a medic. Why is it so hard for you to let down your guard for a second? Did something happen in Bakhtia? Please stop. A lot of things happen. Great, so let's bring out Michelle, who uh, you probably know from uh, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang or Mission Impossible or uh, True Detective or... There she is. Welcome. Hi, thanks for having me. Now, this is a, a great character study movie, which, you know, we saw you doing Trucker, which hopefully some people have seen. Just really, it's one of those, those movies that very few actresses can find and get and do. It's, it's just cause it's such a rich character. You play Maggie Swan, who's like an army medic. Correct. Comes, comes home, she has a five-year-old son, she has to connect with him and deal with, like, repercussions. And uh, can you talk about how you met Claudia Myers, who wrote and directed it? It's, uh, yeah, I, and I, I agree. I mean, these sort of roles are few and far between, and they tend to live um, in the independent world, I find, um, which is all right with me. Um, I sort of love to collaborate in independent film. I love um, sort of the fast-paced 
the fast pace in which you work. Uh, Claudia sent it to my agent. My agent read it and said, you know, I think you're really going to like this. And, and from the minute that I, you know, finished it, I knew that I had to, to meet Claudia. I sat down with her a few days later and um, I was struck at, at her passion um, to tell this story. She actually worked on behalf of the army, um, the military for five years um, doing um, training videos and um, in-house documentaries on behalf of the military to understand um, our soldiers and, and, and upon their return home and how better the military could serve them. So this is something that she had um, really researched and um, she had done her homework on and so um, I really felt comfortable in her hands. I, I, I couldn't imagine anybody else at the helm. Yeah, it definitely feels like that. It feels like someone who knows that system. And it's something we, ha we don't really see movies like this where we've seen a lot of movies about soldiers coming home after Vietnam or Iraq or whatever, but never a woman who's a mother and dealing with those kind of things. You know, it's, it's true. Um, stories about our female vets are nearly absent from our culture. Uh, yet there are over 200,000 women in active duty. They're... 40% of them are moms and uh, and they're really conflicted you know they're 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 women that are passionate about serving their country they they love their jobs they're good at them um, and yet um, at the same time they're devoted mothers but um, unfortunately they're they're judged a little bit as well if, if they leave home to uh, to take care of their or to, if they leave home to serve their country then they're a bad mother if a man leaves home to serve their you know, his country, then he's an honorable man. So it, it really kind of brings up a broader issue, which is um, why, it, why it intrigues me, this story. Yeah, we see a lot of Maggie Swan in the movie. We see a lot of different sides. We see her family life. We see her, uh, for people who don't know, Fort Bliss is an actual army base uh, in uh, El Paso, Texas? It is, yeah, it El Paso, is. Texas, yeah. And, we, and she goes to work there and train other medics, and she's a sergeant there, so she's a lot of men um, it's really very multifaceted. There's a lot of stuff. I mean, how how did you go like, like how do you go about preparing for all the different things? Well, we were really fortunate as a result of Claudia having done her homework. She actually um, submitted it to the army because we really wanted to be able to shoot at Fort Bliss and be able to utilize them as a resource. Uh, and we actually got full approval from um, the State Department, and that is because she wrote it. Uh, with such authenticity and that it was very realistic so um, which is really surprising because the movie itself brings up a lot of controversial issues but um, it's a testament to the army and them wanting um, this story told um, even if it's not necessarily a recruiting poster um, so we shot down at Fort Bliss and we were able to do um, an extensive research um, trip where I went through an intensive medic training, um, really just to essentially to understand the technical aspects of my character and just sort of get a glimpse into that world. Um, and But what proved to be really invaluable was the time that I was able to spend with the female vets down there and to really um, ask them questions and um, and have them share their, their stories and their experiences with me. And they were very candid and very honest, and, um, and I was very grateful for that. Um, you also have a really good uh, cast. I mean, this is obviously about Maggie, but we see a lot of great actors around you kind of showing up and having scenes with one of them is uh, Ron Livingston, who's, who's always He's great. He's fantastic. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I love Ron. I love Ron in everything that he does, but 
he, uh, I think what's so great about this film and what he does so well is it's the storytelling is so balanced and that was in Claudia's writing. You know, this is a world in which people live that it's, it's a very gray area. You know, it's not black and white. It's not, um, no one's wrong, no one's right. All of the characters are making sacrifices. Uh, you know, this is a this is a tough issue. You know, um, people leaving home and leaving behind loved ones and children and families, knowing they may never come back. I mean, that's huge. So, uh, at different times, you align yourself with the character's perspective, and and if if the story is told right. Um, then maybe you know a few scenes later you'll be aligning yourself with another character's perspective. So I really appreciate that about Claudia and I really appreciate that about all of the actors' performances. Um, they're very real, they're very grounded, and I feel like everyone's really doing the best they can uh, in, in a very imperfect world, which is, I think, life. And that's, you know, that's powerful to me. Now, Daron plays uh, Maggie's ex-husband, or is it, a, or is it baby daddy? Is that, I don't know what the proper term, he's the, actually the husband or mm-hmm. just the boyfriend or not. But He's the ex-husband. Ex-husband, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So we, we have this, actually, the first clip actually has you and Ron Livingston talking about your son, who's five years old at this time, when, you ret- when Maggie returns. Um, she's been gone for about two years or so, so most of his life. And I think, uh, do you want to set that up at all, the scene in the kitchen? or? Yeah, she... Um, She's uh, been uh, deployed. This is her second time coming home. So um, she has been gone for about a third, a good third of his life, half of his life. And upon her return the first time, they get divorced. I think he cheats on her. Um, They ultimately get divorced, Um, which is interesting also to know that female vets have amongst the highest divorce rate in the country. And that's specifically because of the non-traditional roles that um, they take on and that their partners have to take on. And there's um, a lot of difficulty in that. So there's uh, he's struggling with that. And uh, he doesn't want her to re-enlist for obvious reasons. Uh, but she feels very dedicated to her platoon. She's a medic. She's depended on. And she's been with this uh, group of people for you know, years. So she's as much um, dedicated to serving them as she is her family, and so she's very conflicted. (laughs) Maggie, you've been gone for a third of his life. What do you expect? Yeah, uh uh-huh. Hard, isn't it? Hard when you left, too. Because he wanted mommy to brush his teeth, and he wanted mommy to put him to bed, and mommy to give him all his food. So he didn't eat, and he didn't sleep, and then he started sleepwalking, which scared the shit out of me. What do you mean he started sleepwalking? I mean, he started sleepwalking. He started walking around here with his eyes open, and the doctor said he he was asleep. Well, where did he go? Go everywhere. He'd go in here, he'd walked into the closet, pissed on my shoes once, tried to go outside a couple times, probably looking for his mother. Wasn't looking for me. I didn't know how to handle him either. You know who did a good job? It was Alma. You should be grateful to her. Turned him back into a happy kid again. I know it's hard. And I know it's a lot to come back to. And, uh, I don't know, maybe, maybe Paul should come back and stay with us for a while. 
Why? Because I want what's best for Paul. And you don't think I can take care of him? I think if you wanted to take care of him, you wouldn't have stayed in the army. So let's talk about the son, Paul. He's played by a young actor named Oaks. Oaks Fagley. Oaks Fagley, yeah. And he's, it's, it's, I'm always interested when I talk to actors who have to do scenes with kids because kind of, there used to be kind of a myth that you don't want to work with children because they're too hard. But I, I feel like they, he got some great performance out of you and vice versa. And... I completely agree with you. you know, I, it's always, I've worked with a lot of kids and it's interesting because everybody's like, oh, it's, you never want to work with kids and, ch- or, or kids and dogs or animals or something like that. Animals, I can understand, but um, but kids are really inspiring. You know, maybe it's just been my experience. Um, I've been very fortunate in that way. Um, in particular, Oaks is just a, a really phenomenal actor and very very present and knew his lines and understood what the movie was about. And we have some pretty emotional scenes, some even some kind of. I would say physical scenes, and um, that's a little daunting when his folks are in the other room. You know, you have to sort of run it by them. But he handled himself really, really well, and he does so good. And this this movie wouldn't be what it is without his performance. It's it's really great. And you know, watching children act is um, a total reminder because they they really work with such abandon and they don't think about it. And and so to watch him be so present is is really just a gift. To, to me. Yeah, yeah, a lot of the scenes are really serious. And I was wondering, what, what must be going through this kid's head? This woman I just met is yelling at me and <laughs> getting yeah, mad at me. Yeah, no, and... I was, you know, we had one uh, day of rehearsal, you know, and it was just a matter of, you know, I have kids myself and, um, you know, I can kind of relate to them on their level, I guess. And we just sort of got to know each other a little bit. And we just, uh, I just tried to keep it light with him when we weren't shooting, you know, so he knew that I was really just acting most of the time. Yeah, you talked earlier about, uh, you know, doing the research and training for this role, and, and you mentioned Fort Bliss, and uh, I think the next clip we're going to show is about, is actually some of, the, some of the training that you're doing as a sergeant, training some of the soldiers. Were, were a lot of the soldiers, were they actual, actual soldiers? Yeah, yes, oh, oh, okay. yes. I mean, we were so fortunate. I mean, we were able to use um, all of their vehicles, all of their equipment, um, their, you know, f- subject matter experts, um, all of the soldiers, the background actors, were it was incredibly intimidating, by the way. Um, but it also um, really motivated us because when you're surrounded by something that is so authentic and so real and you're portraying somebody um, in an aspect of our country that is, we have to take it seriously. And, and um, so everything was true to Army specifications and standards um, at all costs. And... and um, and so, yeah, so that's, that's the clip. But. And you have to boss them around. So I, I got think. to boss them around, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They were, they were, um, they were troopers. What, were they at all in the pun, that was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> were, they, were they at all intimidated by you or by having to act for the first time? Or really? Yeah, they were a little bit. But, you know, it's, the, listen, you only have to tell a soldier to do something once. I mean, they, they're seriously, you know, of course, as you would expect, they take direction, they make their marks, and they were very excited. You know, I think that initially everyone in general was probably um, skeptical of us. You know, what's Hollywood coming in, and um, are they going to misrepresent us? And I think once they saw how serious we were taking it, 
um, they trusted us and they actually really embraced the process and we were really grateful to that. We've screened it for them and they're incredibly supportive of the film, so. That's great, let's see a second clip which is uh, actually on Fort Bliss. Take your time, Diaz. It's only his hand. He's got another. You're moving so slow, he's gonna heal naturally. Hey, hey, where's the blood sweep? Hurry, hurry! Keep him talking. If he's talking, he's breathing. How you feeling? It hurts, moron. Come on, find out where all that blood is coming from. You'll be okay, buddy. Just come on, take it come easy. On. Are you trying to save him or jerk him? Strapping on his leg. Female artery. No, stop. He would have bled out already. Wow. You killed him, man. That's not funny. I'm going as fast as I can, Sars. Try telling that to his family. He should be able to do it in half the time. With all the respect, Sars. I don't think so. Time me. I have to admit, I was really surprised when I when he went to the Fort Bliss and he actually saw the, this, and as well as some of the scenes in Afghanistan when we flash back. As well, as, I assumed, okay, she's going to go home, and it's going to be like an hour of drama and talking. And but actually, no, there's actually some pretty serious action and stuff, stuff like that in this. And like, yeah, we again, we were really fortunate. We were able to shoot, um, you know, the the Afghani training camps and all of that exists at Fort Bliss. So the production value. Uh, that it gave us was incredible. I mean, we really shot this movie on a micro budget in 21 days. So we were literally running and gunning. So we wouldn't have been able to make this kind of film without their support. And, uh, you know, as a result, we were, you know, everything from guns and ammo and all of those things and soldiers and, and not having to, um, not that uh, Claudia didn't direct or choreograph these scenes, but these these soldiers were trained to do what they did. They, they knew inherently what to do and the way to act and behave in these scenes. And so um, it was so instrumental in, in making it very real. Yeah, when I asked about uh, working with Claudia, and, and I'm kind of, I don't, I hate asking this question because I'm sure you get it a lot by working with a woman director. I don't know how many times you have, but she wrote it, she directed it, yeah. and she's, she's also like the, I mean, it's a pretty heavy-duty movie. That she's her, I think it's her first, it's her first movie, right? Or it's, it's, it's essentially a first movie. She did a smaller movie um, years ago, but um, this is really her kind of first big endeavor. Yeah, it's really, really pretty amazing. And so, so what was it like working with her? Like what, I mean, how, how does she generally work with you as far as the different types of scenes? And she is um, so calm and cool and collected. I mean, I, I got to be honest. I mean, I, I, I couldn't imagine doing it with anybody else, male or female. Um, I really appreciated her, her writing style, her um, direction, which was one of um, a lot of restraint and balance, as I said earlier. And so, um, you know, I think that was really um, why it makes this story um, emotional in the end, uh, even though it's not very emotional on the surface, it's not very sentimental. Um, we really crafted a 
we talked about in depth prior to shooting the real the emotional journey of this of this character, so that in the end um, you have something that's a payoff and it's quite impactful. Um, and she was just very, very great at directing that and keeping track of that. And again, when you're shooting in something in 21 days and you are literally all over the place uh, in one day, um, that can be quite difficult on everybody. And she was just really um, great at keeping the tone. I really respect all the actress performances because a lot of people just came in for one day, two days, and I feel like everybody's in the same movie and, and everybody's performances are very, um, grounded and she just um, was just a very you know a very very solid very solid all the way through was the script very sacred or did she feel like it, when she had the good actors just let, let things go and it was pretty sacred I mean she was definitely open to ideas but because also um, the way the story is told in terms of deployment and re-enlisting there's sort of a, a lot of um, things that are true to the army that we had to preserve and so maybe particular scenes that um, needed dialogue changes, we would do very, very slight ones, but it was really, really tight when, when, I, got the, when, when I got the script. And when I, when I read it, I, I felt already having, before I had done my research, felt very connected to this character. Uh, let's, let's talk about another actor who kind of comes in and out, like you, like you said, uh, uh, Manolo Cardona. Yes. Yeah. I wasn't really familiar yeah. with his work, but he has a pretty major role. He's kind of like a love interest, but yeah. someone who kind of has to deal with some of her, the things she's been dealing with and kind of, kind of we're going to see a clip with him soon. Can you talk about yeah. work with him? I don't really know his work um, at all. Or... Manolo is a fantastic actor. He's very well known in Latin um, America, and he's done a lot of great work there. Um, and... Claudia had thought of him for this project, for this role, so he came in, and uh, he's a terrific actor, and he really sort of represents sort of the um, the melting of this ice, really. She's really brought home with her a lot of um, issues from the Army, a lot of trauma that his, um, she's experienced, and a lot of things that have happened to her. And um, she's very guarded, and she doesn't know how to emotionally extricate herself from these experiences, and so, he, they meet each other, and he um, slowly starts to, to break down that wall, and, um, and he represents that to her. Now, I'm going to show a clip of you two together, and it will be, it's one of the few clips we can actually show in an audio, public audience. So, <laughs> Thank for, you. For, for, for reasons you'll find out when now you see the movie. Now you're all going to go see the movie, right? <laughs> exactly. Whatever it takes. <laughs> but uh, let's see that clip, that third clip. What's that say? It's the name of my hometown. It means the future. It's nice. It's not. Believe me. It's a good thing you left then. I still got my father and my little brother back home. I'm just trying to bring them over here, you know? Until then, it's like my heart is in two places. What about you? What were you doing in Afghanistan? I was a medic. Like a doctor or something? More like an EMT. 
I rode around in convoys and assisted them when they got hit. Sounds hard. Yeah, I think uh, now's probably a good time to go out to the audience. I'm sure they, they came here, they want to talk to you and ask you questions and stuff like that, hopefully about Fort Bliss, but uh, about, I guess we'll... Uh... I noticed there was a scene there that dealt with sexual assault, and also uh, I'm curious to hear about that, and I'm curious to hear about your experience with working with vets, female vets in particular. Um, did you get a chance to hang out with them, uh, talk to them more? What was involved with the, your back, the backstory? I... Uh... I did spend a lot of time with with female vets, and um, I their um, their experiences and their stories were um, invaluable. As I said to my prep, and one of you know a common um, experience that they shared with me was a sexual sexual assault on different levels. Um, unfortunately, it's incredibly prevalent. Um, over a third of the military um, women report it, and we know that it's underreported. So we wanted to touch on that in this film. We didn't feel like we could actually truly represent oh, female vet's full experience in the Army when that is something that is so very, very common. So that is something that she experiences. She obviously takes that home, and, um, and that emotionally affects her in such a way that she's unable to move forward or she um, sort of responds to it and in, in, a, in another manner as you see and as you will see in the movie um, does that answer your question you know what it, we did have a backstory for her and it was one uh, that you'll see in the in the movie her father um, is a career man in the military. And so she felt very compelled herself to join the military. And um, she's a highly decorated military, very, very good at her job. She, she deployed the first time, met this guy, this guy became unfaithful. And um, she was pregnant and then she left again. And, then, um, and now she's struggling with how to be a parent long distance. Um, and, and and what that incurs and what that entails. So that was kind of the crux of the backstory that I created. And then it was really about emotionally um, gathering the information from these women. And what I took from all of them, which was really important for me to try to convey, was how grounded these women are and how um, matter of fact they are. Uh, which is not me. I'm pretty dramatic and emotional, I would say. And so I respected that about them. You know, they've, they've um, endured a lot and 
they have a very they're they have a, there's a very peaceful quality about them, um, even though they may not be peaceful on the inside. And so I wanted to sort of be able to project that, and it was really important for me to practice a lot of restraint with this performance. Um, because that's who these women are, and so I wanted to really convey that in a very honest, in a very honest and truthful way, in the way that they shared it with me. Hi, Michelle. My name is Evan. This is a three-part question. What was the experience like in so the Mission? So that's three questions, right? Yes. <laughs> what was the experience like being in the Mission Impossible, Impossible franchise and Trucker? What were Tom Cruise, Philip Seymour Hoffman, and Jimmy Bennett like from your point of view? And are you going to be in Mission Impossible Five? Um, okay, so um, first question was mission, how was it working in Mission Impossible? Uh, in, in, okay, Trucker. Trucker was, um, okay, gotcha. Mission Impossible franchise, amazing. Um, you know, I remember getting that call and uh, that I got that job, and it was one of the highlights of my career, absolutely. You know, J.J. Abrams is a phenomenal director. Uh, Tom Cruise is one of the most generous actors I've ever worked with. It was an extraordinary opportunity for me in my career, and, I'll, and I had the best time doing it. I got to travel the world. It was incredible. Um, I don't believe I'm going to be in Mission Impossible 5, um, so, um, and, unless I like beg them and plead them. Um, I Trucker um, is probably one of my fondest experiences working. You know, that's another indie that I'm so proud of. Um, you know, we, we made that in 19 days. Uh, for you know, a budget of a million bucks, I learned how to drive a truck. Uh, you know, it's one of the things that I'm so so grateful about my job that I really truly do get to step in the shoes of of of, of different people and get to learn different things. You know. Yes, and Jimmy Bennett is an amazing young actor. He was great to work with as well. Like I said before, I've been very fortunate to work with great young actors, and um, and Jimmy was no different. Um, Philip Seymour Hoffman. It's it's sad to see that he's gone because um, he was an a an amazing actor, and I will remember the time with him very fondly. Thank you. Thank you. Hi, how are you? Good. How are Why you? I'm your big fan. Thank you. You are so gorgeous. Thank you. Yeah, I love your hair. Keep talking. Yeah. <laughs> so, you look different. You know, I love your hair. You know. But Thank the, you. This movie looks so heavy. Yes. So. In real life, you, are you really tough or, you know, not really? Yeah. Then, yeah? Then, <laughs> then actually, how, what kind I of... I have beautiful hair and I'm ah, tough. Okay. Then, okay, <laughs> then what kind of movie do you like to make, actually? Because well, you did so many action movies, you know? Yeah, I, I mean, want to see your horror movie, maybe. Yeah. Thank I, you so much. <laughs> yeah, of course. Th thank you, by the way, for all the compliments, firstly. Um, you know, in terms of what kind of films that I like to make, I mean, you can just look at my resume and you can see that, you know, they, they're, it's very varied, you know? I'm, I love action. I'm fairly athletic, and I, I enjoy that. I think I'm, adre I'm an uh, adrenaline junkie in real life. And uh, so that's, it's just fun. I mean, it's, there's nothing better than that. Um, but I'm also obviously um, a drama queen and I love drama and I appreciate real stories, people that feel like they could live right next door to me. So um, I, I like to live in the weight of that. Uh, and you know, for instance, a complete 180 next month, I'm coming out with a love story, you know, which is a genre that I've never sort of tackled before. And I like comedy. I find comedy be the most challenging thing that I've ever done. And most actors will say that, you know, um, it's very daunting for me. 
but and I like big and small, as you can tell, you know. So I just want to continue to challenge myself, and if it's something that I, if the material is good, whether it's uh, stage or um, independent film, big film, TV, you know, cable, HBO, for example, or whatever it is, um, I'm not, I'm not sort of, you know, greedy like that. I just, I just want to live wherever that nice material is or that challenging material is. Yes, yeah, Source Code is a great movie. So if, after you see Fort Bliss on Friday, go out and rent Source Code as well. There you go. Thank you. <laughs> Hi. What are your What are your hopes for roles for women in Hollywood? Just m- more of these. You know, more roles that are really, you know, um, multi-dimensional. You know, it's interesting. Somebody the other day said to me as they were watching this movie, they were like, "Wow, you're really." tough how do you how do you play so tough and I'm like well I am tough I am like I am like I'm I'm not just like cute and bubbly and and all these things like I have multiple dimensions as most of the women I know do you know uh, who inspire me and I just feel like a lot of times unfortunately in in film um we only see one side maybe reflected um for women and so um this is what I this is what I live for you know somebody who's um conflicted somebody who's torn you know somebody who's flawed you know I like playing characters that aren't necessarily likable you know I've said that before it's you know but I I like people kind of coming around in the end and sort of understanding their perspective. And I think that's powerful. I mean, that's the power of, of film and being able to, sh- you know, to share something is to enlighten somebody, you know? I mean, when I first read this script, I was completely enlightened, you know? This wasn't something that I was privy to or I'd ever encountered, never considered sort of the cost of war on families or anything like that. So, you know, when I see it, I consider it a real privilege, you know, to be inspired by it, but then be able to... To, to share it, you know, in a, in a really believable way, hopefully. Hello. I would call you a, um, a very good actress because when I watch you, I forget the other roles that you played oh, in. Oh, thank you. Um, but I have to say this. I won't forget how, who you were in True Detective because I was upset that, not that you slept with Matthew McConaughey, but that you told Woody Harrelson. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's really interesting, actually, because, you know, speaking of scripts being really, really great, you know, you never really needed to touch Nick Pizzolatto's writing. And, um, you know, at the same time, he was always really open with the actors and said, you know, you should really come to me if you ever feel like you need to change anything or you want to add anything or do anything. And, you know, it was always written, that scene, um, you know, Matthew and I would sort of do the deed, and that would be sort of my my catalyst for actually getting out of that relationship, for, like, self-preservation. That was always my motivation, right? And we were about five months into it at this point. So we were, had been living with the characters for quite some time and felt like we were all kind of informed on a different level. And that scene had, was coming up a couple of days later where I would sit down with Woody at the kitchen table and i tell him, you know, um, I need to tell you something. You know, I need to tell you something. I've, I slept with someone and you know him. And then that was the end of the scene. And after I'd done the deed with Matthew, it became very apparent to me that that was the act of having needed to self, you know, preserve myself and my family. But... I still felt like, as the character, like I needed to get revenge. I didn't feel like that was my act of revenge. 
So my revenge would actually be telling it to his face and really just getting that reaction. So I asked Nick um, after we rehearsed it and we were going to lunch after that. I said, you know, I really feel like I need to stick it to him. You know, like there's, I think there's something more there. And he said, okay, well, let me, let me, um, let me go to lunch and let me think of something. He asked Woody if he's open to that. And then he came back with the scene. It was written on a napkin. And Woody was so cool with it. And, um, and we shot it and it just felt like I had honored the character in a way that like I needed to. And so I tip my hat to Nick for allowing me to do that. And um, you know, that's a great, that's a great writer, a great collaborator um, is being able to um, collaborator, collaborator. Um, that sounds like a new Marvel like comic thing. Um, you know, maybe that's a role that I want to do, the collaborator. Um, <laughs> right? But who would you credit with um, the question that I wanted to ask is who would you credit with um, really making you become serious as an actress? Like who would you say really helped guided you and brought it out to where you could just um, assume any role basically? God, that's a really good question. You know, I haven't studied acting, so I'm, I can't say necessarily a coach. You know, I, this sounds so cliche and so silly, but I had folks that were always, that always told me I could do whatever I wanted to do and always said to follow my heart. And so I did from the very beginning, as did my brothers, whatever we chose to do. And so I always felt a confidence, I should say. But I guess also feeling just the way that I connect to material, you know, um, I really feel like I'm meant to do this. And I hope I am because I can't imagine what else I would do for the rest of my life. So I think for me is sort of feeling that fear of taking on a role. I was shitting myself before I took this. I was saying, no, 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 I can't, no, no, I can't do that. Oh, yes, I have to do that, you know? It was the same thing with my audition for Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. I remember being, um, I was literally calling up my agent, sitting in the hotel room, ready to go in to read with Shane, and I said, I called up my agent, and, and as the phone was ringing, I was calling her up to cancel it, because I was like, there's no way I can do this. And then I hung up, and I was like, that means you have to do this, you know? And I really am a firm believer that once you sort of tackle that fear once, it gives you the confidence to do it and again, and I've done it in roles that have always been very daunting to me and challenging on the, on the outset, but then, you know, trucker, for example, I'm like, there's no way I'm gonna be able to get my truck driver's license. And then there I am sitting in like truck driving school, like out on the 10, you know, and, and there, and there's a trucker saying, you're not, you're not gonna, you don't look like a truck driver. And I said, well, I'm gonna be one. I was like, what am I saying? You know, so it's, I think it's just taking that leap of faith once. And then that's sort of what has guided me and knowing that how it fulfills me. I don't need anybody else sort of telling me. I know what it does for me. And so that's enough to just continue to propel myself in, in that direction, I suppose. That's a really long-winded answer. Try being married to me. I, I can't tell you how many directors I've spoken to over the years who, who basically uh, to ask them about casting you and they said, well, we saw Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. So if you hadn't done that movie, it would be like, I mean, I don't know, it'd be a whole different career path. It, it, <laughs> it, it, it was, I mean, truly, it, it was. I mean, it really, it was, I was so fortunate um, to be a part of that. And, uh, you know, it, it was one of the best learning experiences I've ever had. I, I love Robert Downey with all of my heart. He was so supportive. He totally took me under my wing and... I love that film. 
Hi, Michelle. Uh, Hi. I just wanted to say um, I think it's great that um, Hollywood is having more female strong roles. I think they need that. Um, uh, we just wanted to ask, what was more challenging uh, in terms of filming uh, Fort Bliss? Was it the physical aspect, because I know you had to do the training, or the mental you know, aspect of just having to prepare yourself for the role? Oh, God, that's a really good question, because the physical was quite challenging. It made me have a complete appreciation for the troops and sort of the climates in which they they live and work in um it's we, we shot down in el paso it's you know in the middle of summer truly in august and it was hot and you're wearing a lot of equipment and um you know it's hot uh so physically and doing those sorts of things were kind of daunting but i would have to say just emotionally you know i really invest in it and i really did everything that i could to embody this character and um you know, it's the character stuck with me for a long time. It's, you know, it's, um, I'm really proud of it. You know, we were, um, we showed it now to a couple of different uh, core audiences. We showed it last night in Washington, D.C. at the Women's War Memorial. And that was an incredibly proud moment, you know, uh, when vets come up and they say that this, they feel that this is the most honest depiction that they've seen of, of, of them. And so, you know, I say, thank you because um, that's what we wanted and we intended to do and so you know I would say then it was the emotional job then you know as hard as whatever I did was you know it, that that's the payoff that's why you that's why you that's why I do what I what I do so along the lines of what you just mentioned of how you took you, the character stuck with you for some weeks and the emotional toll it took on you can you elaborate more on that aspect yeah, I, I would just say, you know, it's, um, I, think, I think also because I took it very seriously, and again, I'm portraying real people, there's a real responsibility, I think, that one takes. And so, um, you know, I would say that I was hyper-focused on that, and probably that, you know, the only thing in my life that I was hyper-focused on for a good couple of months. And, and again, you're, you know, it's 21 days, so really, truly, you're, I was living it. Um, and so it, then when you shoot, you finish, and everybody says goodbye, and you're just sort of sitting there. Um, it's, it's a little bit difficult to, to, to shut off, you know? And so, um, you know, it just sticks around. You know, the, the, you know that particular character is stuck around for, for a while. And so much so, though, it's impassioned me to try to shed light on on these um, on these women and their stories and um, and their struggles, so um, in that respect, it's been a very good thing. If you liked what you've seen and heard, uh, please go see it. Tell your friends. Movies like this, they don't have the advertising of like a Maze Runner or big studio movies, so it really requires people to be interested in seeing and telling their friends. Uh, yes, thanks for coming out. Please. I want to give a great big warm round of applause for Michelle for coming out and joining us. Thank you, community. guys. Thanks for having me.